Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by The Riot Report. We are live and I can hear myself echoing like we're at the Hollywood Bowl right now. It's just, I'm very excited. My name is Josh Klein, a managing editor of said Riot Report. We are a proud part of the Riot Network powered by Ortho Carolina. You'll be hearing about them here in a moment at the end of this intro. When I say we are live from the Queen City Podcast Network stage, part of the Charlotte Shout Festival, and all that is powered by Ortho Carolina. Actually, I don't know if the Charlotte Shout Festival is powered by Ortho Carolina. I screwed it all up. Sorry, Ortho, if you're listening. Uh, They're powering basically the entire city of Charlotte, but nobody wants to talk to me. Sitting two seats down is the ringleader of the Roaring Riot, Zach Luttrell. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Yay. It's fun to be here. Actually, I like this setup a lot more than ours. Can we make this a, a full-time thing? Yeah. Plus, the coffee's really good here. Yeah. I think uh, our friends at Coco and the Director, shout out, would be uh, very excited to have us here every single day. Definitely. Yelling at each other about the Carolina Panthers. And speaking of the Carolina Panthers... The person that everybody wants to hear from, because certainly not me or Zach is not bringing in the crowd or the listeners. Number 82 in your programs, number one in your hearts. Chris Manhurts is here from the Carolina Panthers, tight end. Yay! Good evening. You couldn't hear the applause because these microphones are very impressive, but like there are literally tens of thousands of people here at Coco and the Director just going crazy. It's insane. Chris, thank you for being here. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Fantastic. What have you been doing this off season? I know you're a, you're a traveler, right? I am a traveler, but um, I probably spent, for the most part, this off season here in Charlotte. Mm. Um, just training and just staying under the radar, just getting ready for the season. So. Yeah. Well, you always want to stay under the radar, right, as a player? Because the worst thing you could do is be on, like, TMZ or, or you know, like, where it's like, Chris Manhurts at said club you could, or you restaurant. couldn't name a nightclub there. no i literally no could news, not no news is good news exactly you know, exactly so. so what does training look like in the off season for for somebody like you well i train right down the street at the facility it's extremely convenient and you know um you know the usual guys that's there during the off season me greg luke um and, and a handful of other guys that stay there and, and just train there for the convenience perhaps so it's, you guys doing kind of like your own workout there or the trainers there putting you yeah, through the, the program? Yeah, the trainers are there. And like I said, it's, it's pretty convenient. You know, you have, you have everything there. You have the strength staff. You have, you know, the, the, the facilities or the amenities, whatever you need. So um, sometimes it's just more efficient just to stay put and, you know, stay, stay, stay grounded where you are. Right. Are you guys all meeting up at the same time? Or yeah, just, we meet up at the same yeah. time. We, and we have, usually have a set schedule, and that's pretty consistent throughout now and you know, before training camp, too. Have so. you tried that, uh, that? Have you seen the video of Luke doing that box jump? Have you tried that? Have you seen uh, that? You had to have seen that. I have not seen that. Oh, right. I'll, I'll that? send it to From you. From way back when? It was about this high, and, uh, <laughs> and it clears it. It was amazing. <laughs> he does, I feel like Luke and, like, some guys, even Cam, they have, like, extra, they have these workouts that they work on specifically for the whole week or for the whole, like, months, and then they're like, all right, this is the one. Now video me. I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. Is there one specific workout that you have where you're like, this is going to be really impressive? I put this on social media. Uh, at this point in my career, no. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm just, just put my head down and, and go in and go work, and you know, uh, stick to what's been working for you. Um, I, I guess throughout your initial years in the league, you try to figure out what works for you, and that's different, varying by, based on you know who you are, your age, and, and where you are in your career. So just figuring that out is is good for me. 
So what works for you? I actually wanted to play this game because uh, our co-host Zach here uh, came into the office this morning just dragging because yeah, he had I've, been at the gym. I've also been working out. Um, yeah. This is day one. <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted to kind of compare your two gym routines. Well, um, I'm a firm believer in yoga at this point. I oh, really? I wasn't a believer before, but um, yoga is definitely something that um, after I've, I started doing has really helped me out just mobility-wise and just uh, taking care of my body a little bit more. What's a, uh, what's, what's a good yoga posi- like a good yoga pose for you that you like? Uh, probably child's pose is my favorite. Warrior, yeah. warrior t- two, you know, the warrior one, warrior two, those poses. I feel like whenever I take uh, yoga, like my wife will take me to a yoga class and I just end up in child's pose. They're like, do pigeon or crow. And I'm like, great, I'm just going to rest for a moment in child's pose. I know over time it just gets a little frustrating to me because I'm not, you know, I'm a big guy, but I'm, I'm compared to the other yogis in the room. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, it's like amateur hour. So I just got to find <laughs> a nice little spot in the back corner and just do my thing and, and go at my own pace. So. Do you go to like a yoga studio or do they have that at the... I go to a yoga studio. Okay, uh, I go all to right. uh, Y2 Yoga in South. Oh, South nice. Park. All right. Well, shout out to them. And yeah. if you want to do yoga with Chris Manhurts, he just announced exactly <laughs> where it would be. Which class do you like? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, the thing is, is that I, I feel like yoga is good for... It's like part of the new generation of being a football player, right? So like it, in, the, in the 80s, that would never have been something that, that football players wanted to do. But now I feel like flexibility... And that that kind of pliability, it like adds your it adds so much. Yeah, I mean it's only your career you're trying to get a handle over, and um, you you try to do everything you, you can as a as an athlete to to extend your career as long as possible. And if that means going to yoga and being the biggest stiff in the back of the room, then so be it. <laughs> uh, Zach, have you ever done yoga? Uh, not very well. Biggest stiff, yeah, it's definitely me. I can <laughs> yeah. barely touch my toes without bending my knees. So. Yeah, I just I feel like I embarrass myself every single time I'm in there. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you also, um, rookie minicamp coming up this weekend, right? Yep. You you were a an invite to Bill's rookie to minicamp, right? Yes. What what's it like like going into your first minicamp? Because these guys they've never played in an NFL, obviously in an NFL uniform before. This will be kind of their first taste. Like, what's the mindset and what kind of advice would you give? I think it's initially challenging that first ten days. Um, between now, uh, tomorrow, and next week, Thursday, mm-hmm. because they're rolling in straight from mini camp into you know our phase two program with the veterans. So that 10-day stretch might be a little bit rough for somebody who's who's just starting out and the amount of volume that you know they get. So I mean, the only advice I would give them um, outside of the obvious is just do whatever they can to take t- take care of their bodies and within this next week because it's, it's going to be a little bit of a grind. What's the difference between a, a college uh, workout program and like a, pra- a college practice and NFL practice? Um, if I played college football, I would, oh, okay. have yeah, better, that's right. I would have a better answer for you. But um, based on what I know, um, like I said, it's just a lot, of, a lot of it has to do with taking care of yourself, taking right. care of your body, um, the mental aspect of the game, obviously. But going above and beyond into making sure you're available because if you are available then you know you have options if you're not available if you're hurt then you know certain decisions have to be made and you don't want to put yourself in that position so for people that don't know some of our live studio the tens of thousands here at Calco and the director you you said you didn't play college football that was because you were a a college basketball player and you made that transition can you kind of 
walk us through what that transition was like? I know you've told this story a million times, but it's a good one. Right. The, the transition in a nutshell is probably the, the most challenging thing I've, I've ever done in my life, um, being somebody to, to come straight from the basketball court to the football field. And, it, you know, certain times you get discouraged and, and you lose patience a little bit. And, and, you know, part of me, you know, early on was, I guess, comparing myself a little bit to other people. And, you know, that's probably the worst possible thing you could do for somebody like me because, you know, here you are comparing somebody who never played a sport to somebody who, you know, just got drafted and, and has been doing this consistently over the course of, you know, almost their whole lives. So for me, that, that part was kind of challenging, just being patient and, and then trusting the process and getting better. They always talk about hope. Stupid microphone. Got to talk into this thing. Uh, they always talk about how it, like, it slows down for you at a certain point. Like, do you feel like now at this point in your career, it's kind of like you're not, you're past the learning how to play football stage? Yeah, at this point in my career, I would say it's more so about working smarter, not harder. Um, because we, we know what is required of us. We know what the demands are. We know what's expected as an organization and a coaching staff. It's just a matter of you, like I said, doing little things like taking care of your body and just staying sharp on, on the things you need to stay sharp on. So, Chris, I know the last time we spoke to you was literally the day after your first professional TD catch. Um, and while we were there, um, you know, obviously the, the call that night that the announcer, Tessator, did, did I just mess up his name or did I get that right? Yeah, you probably messed up. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> I we owe him one. But obviously, that, you know, that bothered Panther fans that he, he missed that call. But, you know, while we were sitting there after the pod, he had, he had texted you personally and, you know, you'd shared the, the apology that, that he, uh, he sent to you through, through text. And I was just curious. You know, how did, how did you respond to that? Did you respond to him, and how did you feel about that? You know, at this point now, looking back, there's only one way to, to shadow that moment, and that is to score another touchdown so that <laughs> you can get it right. It. So that's the way I look at it. It's, it's a simple mistake, but it's one of those things that you'll never forget because you only have one opportunity to score your first touchdown. Right. So. So, uh, so I just heard week one against the Rams, Chris is going for his second touchdown, and uh, we're going to get that off the books right there. <laughs> yeah, just knock it out of the, knock it out of the way immediately. On the first play, probably. Try uh, my best. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, you last year in training camp, you had a, a Jones fracture. It wasn't training camp. It was mini camp, right? Yeah, it was the last day of our uh, veteran mini camp, actually. So the what? timing was kind of, kind of <laughs> off. Yeah. What, uh, what happened? Like, what, what's a Jones fracture feel like? And, and kind of what was the rehab like to get ready? Because you came back just in time for the regular season. A Jones fracture to me felt like I, I got shot in the foot a little bit. Oh, no. Um, and it was one of those things where you're like, what is going on? I, I felt something pop. And um, I, I know anatomy pretty well. And I know that that part of my foot, I was hoping to, I was hoping that it wasn't going to be a uh, Jones fracture. But upon finding out, it was just, it was very disappointed, I'm not going to lie to you, but it's one of those things where you just have to be patient. And um, having Greg Olson in the, in the room who's, who's been through that, um, it was good having him there for support and, and you know, showing me the ropes on what to expect and, and how to go about things. I know he had a surgery that was like a bone graft and a screw. Did you have that same screw? Yeah, I have, a, I have a screw in my foot. Right? Screw in your foot? Yeah. Does it set off the, the metal detectors when you go through? Uh, no, it doesn't, but I feel it every morning. You feel it, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of sore. It's yeah. one of those achy things, but once you start walking and going about your day, you don't feel it. But you definitely know, know it's there. So, Is that going to be there? Like, do they tell you, like, that's, it's just going to be like that? Yeah, it doesn't dissolve. It's going to be there for the yeah. rest of my life. So. 
that's kind of the, it's just like you said, like you have to take care of yourself because you have a finite time to play right now, but the effects, they, they, leave, they leave forever. Right, listen, like certain things you can control, certain things you can't. You know, um, the only thing you can't control is, like I said, the little things and taking care of your business. But, you know, who would ever, ever thought, I would have never thought I, I would break my foot running in a straight line, but it happens. It's how you respond and, you know, um, how your attitude is going forward. Definitely. So also, since the last time we spoke to you, uh, you got a new contract. Congratulations. Uh, two it. years. Um, that's exciting. And we're, we're obviously uh, pulling for you. and We were excited to hear that here at the Roaring Riot. But, uh, you know, how does it feel, uh, you know, getting that new contract, but not just that, you know, getting the security of, of the second year, um, you know, just kind of having that put away as the, you know, the start of the season approaches? Well, two things. One, your first part of the question is very rewarding. And uh, two, I don't even like using the word security in the NFL. Um, even though That's fair. I, I signed a two-year contract, does it give you a peace of mind? Yes, but at the end of the day, my, I guess my mental approach isn't uh, something that I'm going to let my foot off the, the right. gas pedal. You can't stop working. You, you can't because the minute you stop working is the, you know, the, the day that something bad happens. And you, know, you, have to, you have to have that mentality going throughout your career, and I think that's one of the few things that separates um, the people that play long and the people that play short. So, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things where no matter what, even once, because they always have that thing, right, where people say, oh, well, a guy gets paid and then he, like, he takes time off. off the yeah. It's a year-to-year business. Um, and like you said, the only thing you're, you're guaranteed is, you know, whatever you get up front. But it's a year-to-year business. You know, guys get older, and uh, the reality of the business is that organizations sometimes would rather take a cheaper guy than – uh, overpay uh, somebody who could do the same job. So you have to you have to stay grounded and stay hungry in that regard. Yeah, I mean they always say it's a business, but it it's is, like man. you it, you you always don't you never really realize it until you actually see somebody like that we're I mean, real I, people. I realized that the first time I got cut, and I, I think the first time I got cut, it, it really really you know opened my eyes and into realizing that this is a business, and you know it, it's a it's. It acted as a reminder for me uh, going forward for the rest of my career. What was it like? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to bring up bad memories, so I don't want to put you through PTSD or no. anything. But like, what uh, what was it like when you that first time you got cut? First time I got cut felt like a bad breakup. You know, it's <laughs> one of those things you're, you're not expecting, and you had high hopes, and you know, at at at, at that moment, you you just it's you're almost defeated. You know, your first cut. For me, I guess I could only speak for me, but the first time I got cut was the deepest. You know, it hurt the most. And I got cut once again in, in New Orleans, but it r- didn't really feel the same because I knew that um, it is a business, but also there's other opportunities. There's, uh, there's other teams in the league. There, there, there's 30, how many? 30, 32. 32 yeah. teams in the league. So um, just keeping that open mind has, has helped. Yeah. So when you get, so you got released from Buffalo, and then what's it like? How does it, how, when you get the call that New Orleans is going to pick you up, same thing after New Orleans, you get the call that Carolina is going to pick you up. Like, mm-hmm. is that kind of a late, like, are you excited or are you just kind of like, okay, it's, here we go? It's, it's kind of like a, okay, here we go thing. Um, you just got to grab your stuff, go and, you know, hope that things, things work out and um, there's transparency there sometimes between you and the organization on, on what their plans are for you. Um, so you just, you just go with that approach, you know? When you say transparency, like, I wonder if, because some of these guys, and I, I'll just talk for a second. I feel like some of these guys are like, you know, they're, 
I don't want to say camp bodies, it's not the right word for it, but it's like, that's how they're kind of described. The, the guys, the UDFAs, they have, a, they have such a small chance of making the roster that, you know, they're, they're realistic and they, they must rent instead of buy, you know. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, I think it was Kyle Allen last year said, I didn't know how it works. They signed me the practice squad, so I, put a 12, I got a 12-month lease and then they cut me like the next day. Right. Uh, I guess it's all about managing risk too, but I, I was in that position before. Um, I, I was I was in a position initially when I first started my career of uh, somebody that was literally fighting for a roster spot, and eventually that happened, obviously. But um, it, it is kind of challenging, but I think for the most part it's just how you approach things, what your attitude is about things, and, you know, making smart decisions. You know, if, if, if you're not sure of what your status is going to be in an organization, well, it might not be the wisest thing to – you know, lock yourself into a 12-month commitment. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's probably better, you know, paying more per month than to, you know, get locked into something so long-term to where you're going to lose. So So you said you've been staying – you stayed in uh, Charlotte this summer. Had Normally, had you gone back to New York in the offseason? Uh, yes, but um, I've finally made Charlotte somewhere where I could call home. That's regardless great. of um, where my career takes me. So it's a little bit easier to make that decision. Right. But – um. You know, up until, up until that point, I was, I was, you know, that guy who was wherever I end up, that's going to be where I call home for the time being. You know, uh, certain guys can't afford to have multiple properties or multiple homes in different areas, so you just have to play like that. What made you, uh, what made you pick Charlotte? Because there's this, uh, you know, this, this conception that through the fan base sometimes that players don't want to come here and don't want to come to Charlotte because it's not a big market like New York Look or, outside, or L.A. Charlotte's beautiful, man. The weather's great. The people are great. And, um... You know, it's a very family-friendly community. It's, it's, it's not, you know, New York City expensive. It's just one of those things where, you know, if, if it wasn't broke, I wasn't going to fix it, and I found somewhere that I was happy and um, felt, felt like um, setting my roots down here. So that, that's my decision for the time being. Cool. Love it. Yeah, spectacular events like the Charlotte Shout Festival and uh, the Queen City Podcast Network stage brought to you by Ortho Carolina. God, I'm just so good at plugging naturally. Um, uh, I completely lost my train of thought. That's how natural I was in that plug. Good job hosting. Uh, my question was, when you, so we're talking about Charlotte a little bit, what, what do you like to do? Like, do you have any, like, go-to restaurants that you like to go to? Any, like, go-to things that you like to do for fun here in, in the Queen City? I like to eat. I'm a, I'm a little foodie. Okay. Um, and my favorite restaurant, still my favorite restaurant here is Mama Ricotta's. Ooh. Um, what is it? Oh, that was, he was, you guys can't see it at home, but he was so excited for Mama Ricotta's. Yeah, drop the microphone. It was like a mic drop. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's on, on King's Drive over there. Mm-hmm. But um, I love Italian food, and, you know, uh, once I found that spot, it, it, was, it was love at first sight. Well, that's like, that's the New York coming out, right? I mean, New York, huge Italian food up there. Yeah, I love it. I have a thing for Italian food. Yeah. Sure. Do you, is there anything that you, like, miss about New York down here in Charlotte? Uh, just more so my family. Mm. Um, this, this is definitely my family. I think the older we all get, the, the more we develop lives of our own. And, you know, trying to stay, you know, attached to, to family as much as possible, whether it be seeing them when you can or, or, or talking on the phone. But that's probably the most challenging part. Do you have a big family? I have a pretty big family. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, most of which is in new york yeah so when they play the giants the jets you're like yeah definitely definitely 
they're hitting you up for tickets, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Uh, my, I guess the difference between you and me, you miss your family, I miss bagels. That's my, that was my, yeah. I mean, to each his own. You can't get a good bagel down here. I'm sorry. Shout out to Poppies. They do a nice job, but uh, I'm out. Owens, trash. How do you like that? That's a hot take. It's a hot take here at the Queen City Podcast yeah. Network stage. Um, so, Chris, one, one thing uh, you know, fans are really excited about this year is the opportunity to play in London. Um, just wanted to get your, your thoughts on, on playing a game over there. Have you ever been to London? And, and, you know, I've just never. You I've that. been to Europe before. I've never been to London. Though. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I really don't know what to expect, but I just know that um, I was thinking about it the other day and thinking about how much uh, being in sports, it doesn't even have to be about football, but in this scenario we're going to use football and uh, sports allowing you to see different things, allowing you to travel the world. Like, who would have ever thought that, you know, I would be going to potentially going to another country to play football? You know, I, I, I don't take those things for granted, and I just consider it a blessing. Yeah. Um, fans are excited. We, uh, we've got about 700 people right now that are all signed up and ready to go over. Uh, we've got flights leaving Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, so we're taking a big crew over there. We've got our Royal, Royal Riot family uh, in London. There's nice. about 50 or 60 in the heart of London that get together at a, at a pub there and, and you know, watch you guys every single weekend. So they're ecstatic to have you know, the Americans come over. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Really am. Any, uh, any predictions for that game? Do you want to give a, throw out a score prediction that we can put on the bulletin board? No. Okay. All no, right. No, good. I'm a, Smart I'm a, man. I'm going to predict the win, though. Okay. All right. Uh, there you that's go. That's always good. my prediction for everything. So. Um, I, one, one couple of football questions. Like we, so Cam obviously had the surgery this year. Do you feel like he you, – you've played in the same locker room with him, same field with him, same huddle with him. Do you feel like he kind of embraces that um, – that like underdog mentality where people kind of 100 percent 100 percent and and that that's just a testament to his character and who he is um I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with you know putting your head down working while others are chirping and you know having the opportunity to to prove people right or what we would say prove yourself right yeah. you know so i think um i think that's definitely something that that'll add to you know add, add more fuel to his fire yeah, I always feel like letting people, letting other people talk while you just do the work is that's under promise and over deliver, man. Mm-hmm. Under promise and over deliver. It's a good, uh, good motto to have, Chris. One of the things that we like to do here on the show is we like to do a little thing called the lightning round. Are you ready for the lightning round? Do you uh, have the sound effect? No sound effect. I'm just joking. I never gave you a sound effect to do. <laughs> Brian was very confused right there. Yeah, he was like, "What's happening? Is there a sound I'm about effect?" To lose his mind. No. <laughs> So we'll just ask you some quick, uh, quick lightning round questions, and then we'll let you get out of here, back over to uh, Mama Ricotta's, or uh, <laughs> over to see some of the fantastic things happening here at the Charlotte Shout Festival. Uh, all right, you ready? Here we go. Avengers or Game of Thrones? I've seen neither. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. Lightning round is over. Yeah. All right. That's I, it. It's uh, call that the thunder sorry, round. Sorry, guys. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? A hot dog is not a sandwich. Yeah. Why? Why not? Because a sandwich is two breads, it's on top. A, a hot dog is more so. But what about if you just turn the hot dog 90 degrees, though? <laughs> I don't, I just eat. <laughs> you gotta. Who Good is, question. Chris has really big biceps, by the way. 
Last time he was on the show, uh, he and Zach did a very embarrassing hand comparison oh, of boy. who had bigger hands. And like, should we do that since there are oh, people watching? Oh, no, no, not, yeah, no. I'm not going to do that I, myself. The crowd <laughs> is going wild just for it. Like this. You just yeah. stay on your side. and yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, It's going to be embarrassing for somebody. Uh, I just stand over here. Um, who is the fastest guy on the Panthers right now? Curtis, Curtis Samuels is pretty fast. Mm. I think I, he was the first person that came to my mind when you asked that question. So I'm, I'm going to use my rough estimate and say he's probably among the, the fastest yeah. people on the team. I, I feel like a 40-yard uh, like dash. D-Jack, too. Mm, yeah. Yeah. If you did a 40-yard dash between Dante, Curtis Samuel, maybe like throw DJ in there, yeah. you could charge hundreds of dollars on pay-per-view and everybody would sign up for yeah, it. I would, I would pay for that. Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> Actually, just cut that part out of the podcast. That's a good idea for us, I think. Um, all right. So uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Okay. That's easy. Um, tacos or burritos? Burritos. Nas or Jay-Z? Nas. Ooh, very fast Ooh, on that wow. one. Absolutely. Uh, two New York rapper. guys, too. Favorite rapper. Panther. Right. That's your favorite rapper? Yeah. I can see that. He's a New York guy. Yeah, yep. I can see that. Um, so who is the least likely Panther to participate in Flex Friday? <laughs> Chris Manhurts. Oh, oh. oh no, what? you don't want to be out there? He doesn't want to shame the other guys. I was finishing my last set when that picture was taken, so mm. I was like, oh, really? Nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But you were all pumped up. That's the time <laughs> to do it is when you're ready to go. Just in there working. Was that Paradis that was in the kind of the back right corner? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah they put him on the second row. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, new guy, get back there. Just don't show your face. It's fine. You're a center. No big deal. Uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Beer or wine? Wine. Uh, ooh, what kind of wine? Uh, I'm a cab guy. Okay. All right. Yep. Big, bold flavor. So you had some uh, titters yep. from the crowd. Very excited for, for Cabernet. Shout mm-hmm. out Cabernet. Uh, if you're listening. Um, who is the uh, strongest guy on the team? Wow. Damn. I only work out with offensive players. <laughs> okay. So Alex Armour's up there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a good answer. Alex I, Armour that, is Unexpected. Up there. Yeah. Wouldn't expected that. Uh, favorite movie? Man on Fire, Denzel Washington. Ooh, that's nice. Favorite TV show? Uh, shark Tank. Ooh, Shark Tank. Do you have a Shark Tank idea? Um... Not yet. Okay. All right. So that's for that's if for. You want to tell us off the air? We're fine with that. <laughs> and uh, do you want to guess the final win loss record for the Carolina Panthers in 2019? Uh, no, I'm not going to guess that. Okay. I, I, Zach, I do you have a guess? Uh, yeah, 16 and 0. Yeah, that was awesome. That's, I guess 16 and 0. I like that. Yeah. That was good. That's easy. That was good. Uh, to be fair, I say that every year. Though. That was so. good. Yeah, 16 and 0 the hard way. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for coming out to this live episode of It Is What It Is. Thank you so much to Chris Manhurts for being here, part of the Riot Network. Check out our Riot Network podcast mates, the Keep Pound Den podcast, the Great British Drafting Show, but the draft is over, the Roaring Riot podcast, podcast, One Day Contract. My name is Josh Klein. That's Zach Luttrell, Chris Manhurts. Thank you guys very much.